Hello, perspective listeners, viewers, all of the above. Um, welcome to the final wrap up for Why Men Hate Women series. Um, yeah, we're here. I'm Martina. This is the wonderful Lissette. Lissette. And this is Perspectives with Lissette and Martina. And uh, yeah, we, like I said, this is going to be a wrap up. We're going to spend probably next 25 minutes to 30 minutes or so, hopefully, because you know we can talk. Um, doing a wrap up of, you know, just the book that inspired us. I think really we were already inspired, but then we found that book. And that yeah. book was just like, was like, yeah, yeah. It we're confirmed. Doing, yeah, we're, yes, this is confirmed. We're doing it. So if you haven't listened, or watched our uh, series on this, I recommend you go back and do that. Um, it'll help you before you get to this episode. You may be like, what the hell are they talking about outside of why men hate women? But it'll give you a little bit more perspective and insight as to what we've been talking about for, for the last two videos. Um, so yeah, if you're not um, subscribed, you should be doing that too. Uh, you know, you can do that on the on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes, okay. on Spotify, um, wherever you get your viewing of the news, because we are somewhat news news people broadcasting us out to you. So you should definitely go and do that. Um, and that would be just be great. Welcome to the Perspectives family. So it is Friday when we are recording this. So I will be indulging. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Allah, all of them. Okay. Buddha, I'm just saying all of them. No offense to anybody, but we praising over here. It is Friday, and so I will be indulging in a little white wine. You said I got some blackberries in there. My I, doctor I was going to say, what you have in that glass? My doctor, like, she was, because I was trying to eat less, less of fruit with sugar, you know, because, like, pineapple, you know, basically all, I, I hate to say it like this, but all the, the good fruit have a lot of sugar, and at least the ones I like okay watermelon pineapple even even apples um and so she was like you can eat as many berries as you want like blackberries yeah and so i'm just like okay this is a way to make me and eat eat my blackberries i put it in some white wine to oh. celebrate friday so but yeah i think we can just get into it how we want to start I mean, I know there's something specific you want to talk about. I don't know if you want to start off with that. No, I, I think we can ease into that one, I think. Okay. But, um, hit them with that. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I think just kind of reflecting on sort of the series as a whole and sort of what we've been talking about. Um, and I know, I, I know we said in a previous episode, you know, the hate towards women and sort of the... Um, what people think women are supposed to be, what are, what's, you know, the norms for, for women, uh, a little previous to what we might dig into later, but um, it's, it, it really is, you know, subtle. It, it's definitely uh, not something that's not always like in your face, you, you see it. And I think just because I've had recent conversations with like a male friend and understanding how they, you know, most men don't see things, right? right the way, you know, the way that we women experience it or don't really, you know, they have the, the privilege to be like, well, I don't see that. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't happen in my workplace. That doesn't happen around me. That doesn't happen to, you know, whatever. And, you know, I've 
I've had to just sort of pause and be like, okay, here's how it plays out for me. Like, here's how I've been uh, approached by men in, in the street. And here's what I kind of go through. And here's what my friends go through, you know, and, and here's as a professional woman, what you might, what you might encounter or how we as women have to sometimes really put aside who we are or even kind of say, maybe I have to adult adopt the whatever dominant culture is where I'm at mm -hmm. and kind of just, you know, adopt it and, and go full in so that I can move up, you know, because if you try to change things, then you're a troublemaker or you're whatever, or like, oh my God, how you're just wanting to change things. Everything is fine. Like you're so progressive. I was like, if it's broke, don't fix it. But it is broke. <laughs> or they or they try to be like, oh, you're just all oh, these feminists, like it's a bad thing, right? Like it's, you know, and it, it's like, no, like it's and it, and I, I think I've just come to realize how much um men are either don't care or are oblivious to to how it really kind of uh and it could be both um but really just and it's really just they're reading the book and obviously the book deals a lot um and if you have if you're your first time listening to us and you're sticking with us the book is invisible women i have it right here so if you're watching this is what it is and it does you know it does really focus on data Right, so it's a around the data bias uh, in a world designed for men, um, and it does. But it really kind of opened my eyes of like how much data is missing, what the gap is for women, like in so many industries, whether it's you know the corporate, whether it's government, whether you're looking at finances, whether you're looking at healthcare, um, looking just at even just you know topics, you know. That can be triggering like abuse and sexual assault and like all these things there's so much uh data data gap when it comes to gender um and specifically around women and it's and this is why you do have this notion and sense of hate towards women right because it's like well if you can't prove that it's happening or that it's happened then clearly you're lying or it doesn't exist <laughs> you know so so that's just a few thoughts of like you know as i kind of look back to you know what we've <laughs> talked about and and you know and there's obviously so much more to talk about like we've only oh, yeah, there's no way we can like this 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 is like this would need to be the series just 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 focusing oh, on here i like from this alone when that would be to be the whole series yeah and it, but you know, it's I think you know, even though I've I've listened to the book, I've read the book, I've started to reread the book. So I'm going back to do what what you did and like highlight and make notes in the margin and stuff. And it still boggles my mind. I'm like, but why do men hate us though? <laughs> I think like that's still because it's like you hate us for things. Well, hey, you know, because well, back up. You and I were talking earlier this week because we were talking about that male friend of yours, and we were saying. Because I think mainly because white men, I think first up, and then just men in general, they have run the world since the beginning of anything that was established. They have been it because they have, they've killed or maimed or raped or beaten or tortured right. anybody else who tries to do anything. Um, and it's so much that they have oppressed themselves and they don't even see mm. it. 
I remember. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah, and that to me is like, perhaps that's why at times they do have blinders on because this is the world that they have created. And all the men are like, well, I didn't create that. I didn't do that. Maybe we ain't talking about just the individual person, honey. You're right. still benefiting from the way the world operates. <laughs> you're a part of the whole. Like that's- Yeah, the you're a part. Because at the end of the day, you are a man. Like you identify yeah. as a man, you are part of the problem. It's okay because women can be a part of the problem too. Because we're going to talk a little yeah. bit about that later. Because what else have we known? We haven't lived, yeah. at least here in this country, as far as I've been here, and that's been a few years because I've been on the earth, been on this earth. <laughs> I was like, is she about to say her age? <laughs> I was going to say my age, but I've been here a few years on this earth, and as far as I know. There's been no other way of doing anything else outside of a white, patriotic, capitalist society. So at the same time, how can you not expect women or even people of color? We've talked about it, too. We all become our own oppressors. That's just basically. I mean, and that's a bigger issue than this. But right. I think it definitely does say a lot where everybody just walking around oppressed and they don't even motherfucking know. I just had to say They don't know. as you i only have water so i got no wine yeah, but um you kind of made me think of uh something that i i'm curious to learn more and <laughs> we can uh look into the future for this because the book obviously um touches on, on different parts of the world right so it's not just focused on yeah. uh for us like in the united states but i would love to just get the point of view of of, of women in, in other countries, right? Like I think of uh, of a like a country like like Mexico, who for a, for a very long time obviously has dealt with machismo and has dealt with mm -hmm. colonization and and you know this, I mean obviously colonized by you know European, uh, you know Spaniards looking at that, and I think that's something to to even look into and, and just a. Uh, uh, an interesting uh, viewpoint and topic of how, um, whether it's data gaps, whether it's white supremacy, uh, patriarchy, and, and sort of colonialism has impact the way, you know, women are viewed in other countries and, and, and what that, what that looks like, um, and things like that, because it, it really, it's not a unique issue to the United States. You know, this isn't one of those unique issues like gun violence, um, which we will at some point come back to uh, on this on this uh, platform. But it, it's not, and it's and it's something that the book really kind of highlighted to me how it's not unique because the patriarchy and obviously white supremacy, you know, plays into that. But it's just so it's such a global issue, um, and you see it that it's you know it's. It's something to definitely continue talking about it and figuring out because um, it is not a unique issue and it, it's, to your point, it can be very mind-boggling to think about how women across the world are, are either treated as second-class citizens, are, you know, marginalized, are rights taken away, you know, are, are dictated to be a certain way, to act a certain way, um, you know, and one of the things, you know, 
that you know in talking to uh my friend is like men don't understand that we as young girls are told well that's not how that's not ladylike that yeah. that's not what girls do you know you know and it's like there's these these norms that you know we all grew up with that are you know our moms and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers and our great 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 like that have grown up and are some of those things shifting with the newer generations of course but it's gonna take so much time for that because the people who are in power are operating with that norms with those knowledge of what women are supposed to be and they're, they're still in power like that's the thing here in the united states oh, white males dominate our our government you know and across you know state governments federal government yeah across yeah absolutely you know so it's so it's there's just so much uh left to to obviously dissect but you know i think there's just a lot to still um to learn and and, and kind of grow from and you know i think this has to me been a very eye-opening series and being able to conversate with you martina and just kind of hear other people who, who watch or listen kind of give their feedback to me whether i agree with it when it comes from a male perspective <laughs> or i don't um and it'll be It'll be interesting if we ever decide to bring a male into this conversation, to revisit this conversation and have a male perspective. It'll be interesting. I don't want to do it right now because I don't want to do it right now either. But I, I do think a part of us, again, because if we're going to do anything about this, because these, again, these are systemic things, the men are going to have to come into the conversation because yes. they're. <laughs> We yeah. talked about male allyship yeah. before. Yeah, it did. It, yeah, in the book, it does talk about male allyship. And I'm like, look now, you know, you part of the problem. Well, you you started the problem. So you're going to have to be a part of helping to fix the problem. So eventually, yeah, we are going to, like, men are going to have to, that's if we want to make the world a better place. Now, if the world keeps going to hell like it is, especially here in the United States, <laughs> then maybe we won't ever get to this point. But, you know, but I would think, you know, and going back to the example in the book, I think it was Iceland where like all the women just stopped working for a day, you know? Now, America is not, is not progressive. It's not by any means progressive, although people think it is. But I think, I think the light bulb is starting to go off now. It is not. Um, but there are progressive countries out there, I think such as Iceland, because what, like, they don't even carry guns. Well, I think that like in the UK, I don't, well, at least maybe in London or England, I don't think they're, their um, authority or their police force carry guns. I, I, but I think in Iceland, they don't have guns. Um, so there are more progressive countries than the United States. Um, so all this to say, I think, I don't know if it's gonna happen here first in the United States, the type of change that needs to happen. Like you said, with like, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs, things are changing. And we just need to kind of keep that attitude going because as, as bad as millennials and Gen Zs really get talked about and get pit against each other, yeah. we really have been the two groups that have been starting to make the changes. And like just going beyond like, yeah, I see this, like, you know, we got to make this change. I know it's bad, but then you go back and watch TV, 
because just the thought of trying to do anything, don't get me wrong, I like TV too, I'm just saying. But yeah. millennials and Gen Zs have really taken to their platforms and even inspiring older, older generations yeah, that to come is out and speak up and again, allyship across all forms, I think. And so we really have been the ones that are really pushing the envelope to start to see things change for the better and really equality for, you know, in this case, women, but equality for, for, for everybody. And again, yeah, I think, you know, it's just that thing to me, like I said, after gone through and done this research and read the book, it still fascinates me. Like someone like your friend, just, they just can't see it, man. They just like, everything you say, it's like a rebuttal, but then you come back with it. And then it's like, I think he even told you, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't sit around talking to people about these sort of issues. That's probably part of the problem too. You yeah. know, because he's like, you are his only friend that he can, that that he's even talking to anybody about this. So it's like, really, I mean, and mind you, you and I are probably <laughs> two of the people who are, who spend time talking about these issues, right? Like we, obviously the platform that we have came because of those conversations. Mm -hmm. I know you've mentioned it before on our channel where like, these are conversations or topics that you're sitting around at the dinner table or at the restaurant and talking to your friends. But I'm like, those are the kind of things that I love to talk about and bring up and, and, and sort of really challenge people to think differently because I want to be challenged, you know, even with my own beliefs and my own, you know, whether it's, you know, whether we're talking about religion or women's rights or anything like, you know, we can't always be in our own bubble, um, you know, and Mind you, my friend has said some things that have made me pause and think and then sort of be like, okay, I'll need to kind of revisit this topic with you later because I don't have anything. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where men are probably not having, they're not sitting around with their friends having this conversation of like, man, you ever thought about why, you know, women are treated so badly? In and the ones that do, I'm just going to say, because, you know, we always talk about the TikTok up here. We are, we yeah. are TikTokers fanatic. Yeah. Um, and even like when you see the guys that are on TikTok talking about, you know, they're like supporting women and like, yep. they're getting bashed by other men. It's like, other men, you know, yes. You know, she's doing this. Or, well, how about you? Well, I couldn't say this. And, well, honey, you ain't got to say it because you done done so much. <laughs> you done yeah. done so much damage, <laughs> you know? So it's okay. But even then, it's like, but yeah, I think it would, men do, I hope men are starting to have these conversations. Again, I think, yeah, like, I, I think the younger generations are maybe, maybe starting to have these conversations. Hopefully. I don't know, yeah. though. I don't know. Because, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's unfortunate, right, that... Um, that as young, you know, the teen, you know, you really would hope that teenage boys, you know, because they're, they're such an, an affirmative age, right? You're kind of going through this, like, would have some kind of, I don't know, like, education or literature that's geared to them on, like, what, you know, what this all is this social issue because this is a social issue mm -hmm. at the end of the day when we think um you know one of the one of the uh chapter titles in the book is you know women's rights are human rights um and I think that has to be talked about more with the younger generations yeah. and, and really brought up and um because you know I think you have this rebuttal from men of like well it's not all men 
and we've i don't think we've ever said it's all men hate women or all men do this because we know that it's not but the thing is you know it is majority of men i i can't distinguish if you are a good man or a bad man you know like i can't distinguish that like nobody can right whether you're good or bad like just from the outside it's not something you can do so as a woman i have to be cautious of every man because you every man has the capability to do harm right like to to act out on what whether it's you know aggression whether it's this sort of ideal of like well if a woman isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing you have to put them in line or you have to Mm -hmm. whatever like this is and that's has been the norm right um okay I guess I'll go into the topic that I was telling you uh Martina before we started right uh as I was re-listening to to the book um there was a chapter and it's the women's rights or human rights um and they were talking about Hillary Clinton and, and her presidential run and how uh, Hillary was just really, I mean, verbally abused, abused in so many different ways and sort of talked about it in a very negative light um, and in a very aggressive way. Like I remember just anything that she did that didn't come across as ladylike or just too aggressive. <laughs> you know, like, whatever, like, or I think one of the things that she was, they were saying was that one of the criticism was that she was too ambitious. Yes, I do remember that. Even even just folks, not even in the book, but I think people talked about that outside of the book, that, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that, that were, that's what people were tweeting out, like, even, you know, <laughs> other politicians or even other, you know, whether it's news or media was saying, like, oh, she's just too ambitious. Um, but never once was that said of any of the male candidates. And mind you, the one that actually ended up winning, because um, he they did not win the popular vote. So to me, if you didn't win the popular vote, you ain't president. I, I really don't. We need, listen, okay. I, I know, I know. We can go on a tangent. We're talking about politics in another series. We won't, okay. We'll, we, we'll, we'll come we won't get back to that one. Yes, we definitely need to talk about it. But uh, nothing. He was the one that was being too ambitious, and and you know, and they and in the book, you know, she um, touches on that. Like nobody said that someone who has no political background has no, you know, any, you know, what you would consider maybe prepared you for one of the most powerful offices, powerful positions uh, in the world. Like nobody told him that he was too ambitious. Everybody was like behind them but because I mean, they were okay with him out here raping people and sexual assault folks they ain't nobody saying that because what the it's norm, the norm. Right? it's the norm so one of the things that she points out in the book um and let me see if i i think i still have it open here um she quotes uh an associate professor of psychology from uc berkeley and talks about how particularly this is referring to uh, Hillary Clinton and she's like she was forging into a territory that is overwhelmingly associated in people's minds with men mm-hmm. uh, and as a result you know voters ex- voters experience her candidacy as a norm violation and that's when I had a pause 
because I don't think it registered me the first time I listened to the book like yeah, that yeah. particular section and just to kind of hear the the two words norm violation like I had never heard those two words together like it just didn't I mean from what I remembered I've never heard them and the, she goes on to say that you know norm violations are quite simply aversive and are often associated with strong negative emotion and I thought about how there's so many women who either seek positions of power or just do something that for some reason are not seen as ladylike or something that women would do and there's such a negative and aggressive reaction to that individual and to look back uh I mean I definitely think Hillary Clinton deserves an apology from a lot of people from the way that she was treated during her run and, and, you know, and still is just because she had the audacity to go out here as a woman and, and just challenge this norm to like literally violate this norm that while we might not have ever seen it, like why we never really would have associated it as a norm, but it really was until like, go out here and and have the really just you know quote-unquote audacity but just the right like she had any woman has the right to go clearly any anybody has the right to go and seek you know this powerful position you know wherever like you have a right to do so um and just to to kind of hear it and, and understand it and one of the things that the author then goes to talk about is just you know power you know powerful women you know experience this norm violation because there is this sort of gender data gap right like there is that thing because we we don't get taught about um powerful women you know women activists we don't see the norm of women in power even today while we do have uh female ceos and you know women in it's such a small percentage and you still don't see them you know out here in media you know you don't see them portrayed um in, in like tv or like you know popular culture you know it's very you know far few in between that you see it um and a lot of times there's always like that male antagonist right that male like there's always that thing and i think it's just uh it's just so interesting to, to kind of hear and understand like <laughs> man like I look back growing up and yeah I didn't really get taught about any powerful women I didn't get taught you know any you know historical individuals I mean you know and, and thinking of like you know like you know Harriet Tubman comes to mind you know from Girl, I went all the way back to Cleopatra I'm like that's the one I learned about <laughs> you know like that's like you know as someone who kind of like did something out of the ordinary and and you know and kind of but like you know me you know queen elizabeth maybe you know like you kind of have that but it's sort of like wow like to not even have a reference point of to who women are and even just growing up you know within my you know whether latino or mexican culture um just thinking about telenovelas and the way it portrayed women and continues to portray women you know uh it's also those things but you know you don't hear you know about lawyers about uh ceos you know writers artists like all those things growing up that's what i'm saying like 
it's going to take time because it isn't to write this generation, this younger generation that's being brought up by millennials and, you know, and, and then, you know, Gen Z are going to maybe hear more about, you know, different type of individuals, you know, women, you know, who have the ability to learn about women who are in power and things like that. But it's just, it's just fascinating to think that something, you know, a norm violation, the, the reaction that people had and the reason why we most likely will never have a, a woman president is because we still believe um, this thing, even when you think about uh, Kamala Harris, how much aggressive and and things were said about her, and she was just vice president, you know, she's know. our vice president, like, and, and it's like, you know, and, and the whole thought that because of her candidacy during, you know, for vice president and all of that, there's even conversations that I've heard are kind of like, well, you know, she will never be president, there's no way she will ever win uh uh an election like she will never and it's like but why like tell me why what is it about like is she not Born violator. She's <laughs> and, that's, and that's it right like that's the only thing be, and you add that she is a woman of color and that's a whole other layer i think to even this norm violation right you're not just a woman you're a woman of color mm -hmm. uh, you are stepping out of what you're supposed to be. Um, but it's just, man, it's, it's insane. Because I think one of the things that the author talks about is, you know, she says something like, you know, I think I've experienced normal violations. Um, and it got me a pause to be like, I wonder if I was to look back into my professional career are there points or just, you know, just in general where maybe I did something that just violated what people thought I'm supposed to be, whether it's the introvert box, whether it's me being a Mexican woman in this country, like, I'm sorry, I'm different ones, there's different ones. I can. Well, yeah, but you know, and you know, one thing we, we always talk about the box. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great connector here, the box, because anytime us, I mean, I, again, we're focusing on Hillary and women, and but yep. anytime people go outside that box, they're yep. violating the norm. Yep. Like, this is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be happy being in that box and, and that being we, where you are. we put you in. Yes, that we put that you white in. white supremacy put you in. Put you in. So that's where you need to stay. Don't go out the box. Yeah. You know? And you go out the box and you experience the shit that Hillary and other women and in other, her position yep. have experienced. And that is, that's just, it kind of, it, it really kind of made me think of that, about how we, we all put each other in that box. But I think, yeah, because she's, I really, I really like that. I'm going to start using this. A norm violator. A I'm a norm violator. I'm going to use this. I mean, really good that chapter like go back and read that chapter martina if you all who have been listening and watching if, if you have the book or like go it's chapter let me go back it's the women's rights are human rights mm -hmm. chapter chapter 14 and i would urge women women to read that too because like was, it wasn't just men coming after Hillary. no it, it was, was women. women yes it was women and shit you know to be honest sometimes women are just as bad as men 
<laughs> because yeah. again, that's because that's all you've known. It also like reminds me of like how if you are an assertive woman, you're either labeled uh, bossy or you're just a bitch at the end of the day. A bitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or both. <laughs> or both. Like that's, you know, combine those two and that's what they'll call you if you're assertive um, for the most part. And I think that is part of what the norm is, right? Because assertiveness, confidence, all of that is associated with men. And, and I think about just us as women navigating the professional world right the two of us and and how we maybe we miss promotions or something because someone just thought that she's just there's just something not right with her it had nothing to do with the qualifications right it was just there was something outside of what the norm was that they're like "Mm, i I just i don't trust her because there's just something isn't and it was just this because whether you're obviously if you're a woman uh you you try to hopefully you try to look beyond Mm -hmm. those things but i mean we're all a product of this patriarchal society um you know and i'm sure with men who are doing the hiring there is that thing right like if if i'm being interviewed by a male i'm sure there's things that they i might say or do that might just be like oh well, she might just be too much or she might just be a little too troublemaker because she's over here, you know, talking about Bob progressive things, right? Or like... No, but no one realized that Bob might be the troublemaker. Yeah. You and know, not and Melanie. Know, I'm just making up people names. But you know, like, and, it, and that's what it really made me kind of think about because, again, there is this idea of what women are supposed to be in. They, she goes into talking about how um, one of the things that is seen um, for for women, you know, you're supposed to be like, I think you said like you're supposed to be like warm and welcome. like welcoming, and, like kind, yeah. yeah you know, and then, but if you are not that way or you come across as cold or whatever like that's not right but a man doesn't have to be warm or like welcoming they can be standoffish and cold because that's they have oppressed themselves okay but it, it really goes into it and I, and I wish i mean i wish we could just de- dedicate a whole you know i was like this could be a whole podcast like and it's, it's really outside of the book like the book is yeah. a conversation starter yes. but this is way beyond just even this three or four episodes that we've done yes. so, i mean and i'm sure i mean obviously we're, pro- we're probably going to revisit this this, this topic in this conversation in the future because we we have to that we didn't touch on everything but, you know, as we're kind of thinking about the series as a whole and, you know, I think as women, you know, we, we, we have to challenge um, the norms, right, of what women are supposed to be and what we're, how we're supposed to be and, and all of that. Because there is, unfortunately, this power structure that wants to, you know, really oppress us and and particularly in the United States, um, as we're filming this, we, you know, we, we, we do know that Roe v. Wade was overturned and that's a whole other conversation that we'll have uh, to follow up with to, to this series. But 
it is a reality, right? This isn't some thing that women are making up. This, and I think that's what this book really kind of details is like, it's not made up. It's just nobody is putting the time, money, and energy to find that information, to find the examples. Because that was the, I mean, I'm, I'm putting my friend on, on blast out here because that was the one thing he kept asking. Me, like, I, don't, I don't know him, but if he watches this, you need to be put on blast. I hope to meet you one day. <laughs> He's cool, but you know. Yeah, you start getting real. He's like, oh. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like people don't under, you know, understand. And it was the, the question that he kept asking was, well, what are the examples? What's the data? I was like, I can't because there's a data gap, okay? There's, there's data, gap. data biases, okay? There's a gap. I can't give you the examples. I can't give you the statistics. I wish I could. But like, there are some damn good examples in that book, though, that talk about this read the book That's exactly what i told them like download the book listen to it read it because it, it really lays it out there um you know and if the author ever comes across our podcast um we'd love to have you on here you know caroline because it really it just um so grateful to have this type of book and i'm, I'm hope hopefully we'll find some other books that kind of go along with this but you know, there is, I mean, there is that gap. Like, I can't give you statistics if nobody is putting. I can't give you what we don't have. We don't so, have. And, um, but what I do have is my lived experience as a woman, as a woman of color, uh, as an introverted woman. <laughs> like, all these, like, I can give you all these examples of my life and how I've seen it. And also to take pause and look back in things that maybe I didn't realize were were obstacles or things like that it's it's just been interesting you know it really is and i know we posed this question early on is like why are women so invi invincible invincible we are invincible we are yeah. invincible but we're also invisible <laughs> yes. but you know it, it really is i mean that's, that's all I got to say. I mean, I got more to say, but no, I'm sure we come up on like yeah. 25 of the shit. We probably like 30 something right now. Anyway, but that's okay. We'll wrap this up in a bit. But I do think it's like some of the final takeaways and words uh, of wisdom that I can offer is that I think every yeah everybody should read this book. You know, because you got to do the research and learn for yourself. Yeah. You know, we can't force people to do it, and you know, shit. Even trying to get critical race theory into into curriculum you know that is some people are hell bent on because like oh you might hurt their feelings well my feelings have been hurt <laughs> you know so it's like listen sometimes you got to go through things to understand literally walk in somebody else's shoes to understand where they're coming from and then it makes no sense to continue sweeping things under the rug just just to make some people feel better because everybody's not feeling better so if you're not doing it for one or you know, if you're not doing it for all, don't do it for one. That's what I'm trying to say. But I, I say, I think also to women, I think women, uh, I full supportly support women, but we got to do a job being allies for each other too, because a lot of, again, and it's hard going against the system. It's like you're trying to walk against the wind. Um, but shit, just, you know, the set touched on, you know, Roe v. Wade, there are plenty of women, you know, that stand with that too. And again, whether you pro-choice, pro-life, that's your business. Uh, you know, that ain't what we're saying, but you need yeah. to be able to see everybody's perspective and be respectful 
of everyone and really kind of, you know, you out here saying stupid stuff. If women out here saying stupid stuff, now this don't make no sense. Big Andrew. And I'm talking to some of these ladies down here in the South, and I'm from the South. I can pick on the South because I am from there. So I'm talking about some of these Southern people, okay? Uh, and even here in the Midwest, because people think, you know, <clears throat> that racism and prejudice and things like that is all in the South. This shit right here in Chicago, as we have already talked about, but that's also yeah. another topic, and we ain't got time I mean, for the Midwest that. in general. Hell, the Midwest in general. Like, really, I mean... I mean, the whole United States. Let's, let's, I mean, let's my, not pick and choose. Let's just it's the whole. Let's just all 50 states out Cause here. Because even folks in L.A., they get stupid too. So it is what it is. But um, I challenge men to stop getting so offended. You know, what are you offended by? It almost feel like you feel you're being persecuted. And maybe you are feeling that way. Maybe, you know, you should feel bad. You should. Maybe you should. Maybe that'll help you understand where everyone else is coming from. And that's all I'm saying. Well, as usual, this has been uh, a great conversation. And it's not the last conversation we'll have on this. Um, and, you know, and just to give some insight to some future episodes, definitely have some additional voices coming in and sharing and um although the topic won't be why men hate women it most likely will touch on it it will most likely you know <laughs> be be an extension of it because as we know like as whether it's professional women whether it's you know women who are out here you know being moms and being caretakers you know we are um it is all correlated, you know, there is this, um, this subtle hate, and, you know, hate brings, elicits a lot of emotions, I think, to men, and, and people in general. That's um, the primary reason they have, hate name. I'm but, saying. but it is, like, it's, it feels like hate, you know, when, when you are regulated to, to be a certain way, when you are regulated to act a certain way, to think a certain way, uh, to dress a certain way. I don't even think we got into the whole dressing uh, thing and, and how we, and, but all of that is driven by this, this desire to oppress, to control um, and, and see it. And, and what influences that? I think uh, we've touched on a few things of what has influenced that. Uh, but there's just so many more things and, and, and you know, and, and what influences, you know, and continues to drive really that hate towards women. Uh, so we, you know, Martina, you're definitely keeping that top of mind as we, you know, look to, to future, whether it's series or conversations, is that, you know, we are two women, two women of color um, with our own experiences and, you know, we elevate we want to elevate women's voices. I mean, that's what our platform is here to do. So, you know, keep an eye out for uh, for more series, for more conversations. Uh, we will be having some fun ones in between because we, we we know that some of these topics are are pretty heavy, but we are hopefully being able just to kind of have some laid back episodes as well and 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 break the uh, the tension. Yeah. You got some late 90s, early, early 2000s. Yes. 
Yeah, so we're, we're kind of thinking of what else we can do, but, you know, as always, you know, thank you for, for listening, for watching, um, you know, if you have any thoughts, please comment, please DM us, you know, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, um, you can find all of that information in the notes section in the podcast, but all the show notes and also on our YouTube description, so feel free to you know, find us, reach out to us, um, and, you know, let us know what your thoughts are, uh, let us know if you learned anything, let us know if you're reading the book, or if you read the book, uh, let us know, because it'd be really great, um, from that, but, you know, we will close out, uh, this series, uh, but we'll be back with some more episodes, uh, some more topics, um, some more craziness that is, Martina Lissette <laughs> and, and bringing that to you all so again thank you and we will talk to you soon peace